Good evening and welcome to Fantasy Football Time. Tonight's guest host is going to be Teddy, or you probably know me as the owner of former Dr. Grouchy. Now Teddy's football team sitting at a pretty 1-2 and two in 7th place, doing much better than I usually am at this part in the season. Uh, tonight I'm going to be going through a little recap of the week's action, a look ahead to next week, and covering some of the hot topics that I've gotten some requests about. Since I don't have many friends at all, call it zero friends, nobody wanted to do this podcast with me, so you guys are going to get a whole lot of monologue of just me, so sit tight, get ready. We've got some hot topics everywhere from Oreos to fantasy football to hot pickups to nutrition advice you've been all asking for. But first, let's kick it off with the week three recap. Starting off, Teddy's football team lost to Waddlebotter, a word, a team name I can barely pronounce, uh, 90 to 95, or more specifically, 90.3 to 95.72. You know, after I lose a game like this, I always just stare at my bench and think, if I just would have played this guy, I could have done this. If I would have done something logical, like sit some running, you know, sit, uh, oh, I don't even know who I have on my team, basically play Nikeem Hines instead of uh, Mike Davis, I would have won. If I would have sat DeAndre Hopkins and played any other receiver I had, I would have won. Hindsight is twenty twenty, or as Matt Barnes once said, hindsight is fifty fifty. Oh man, if I would have played Matt Stafford over Brady, no, then I would have lost by about point two. That would have been even worse. But hey, you win some, you lose some. In my case, you lose a lot, but you learn and you move on. And like I said, I'm only in seventh place. Joey's looking at fifth place with two and one. Pretty promising start to the season for him. Next up, we got Derelick My Balls beating Bison B. Moving 117 to 109. Derelick My Balls. I don't even know who this is. Oh, it's Justin, the groom of the week. We'll talk more about that soon. Uh, taking down Bison B. Moving, which was a, uh, a callback to a joke I still don't understand after years of hearing it. I think it's from that skit show where all the memes everybody posts are from with that weird looking guy. I'm honestly not sure. And the longer I go unsure about it, the more I've come to like the joke without any relevance or foundation behind it whatsoever. Regardless, so Justin uh, took that one. He sits at 2-1 and one in third place if he has some tiebreakers. And uh, Bison B. Movement is 1-2 and two in eighth place. Please excuse the air conditioning in the background if you can hear that. I'm sorry. It's annoying, but uh, I don't want to get hot while I'm doing this. Next up, we got Brian, C cup tits, parentheses, dot Y, dot parentheses, 3 0, taking down abolish the waiver. I'm guessing that's abolish the waiver rule. Oh, no, it's abolish the waiver wire. Taking down Sean, uh, 137 to 117. As I mentioned, Brian is 3 0, the only undefeated team in the entire league. In first place, going for that perfect 14-0 season plus the three playoff wins. Sean, on the other hand, is 0-3, the only winless team in the season at 10th place. Is he looking to get back that cup of shame? Does he still have it? I don't even know who got last place last year. It wasn't me, though. Uh, We got Flush It and Respond, who is the team owner, uh, Kevin, my uh, rival. I should have given him a little more respect than that. Sorry about that, Kevin. Took down, took down the uh, Stefan Dingers, Conebone 69, 131 to 93.52. Kevin sits at a nice 2-1, fourth place. Monroe, 2-1, suffering his first loss of the season, but still enough points overall to hold second place. 
both of these guys are looking for a prime for a uh, playoff rematch, no doubt about that. And lastly, we have a very low-scoring affair, Chubba Hubbard Wamba, Sam, taking down Bourbon Meyer, who's based off the generic neutral black helmet logo, I have to assume it's Adam. Uh, Chubba Hubbard Wamba took down um, took down Adam 84.94 to 78.04. That is a uh, AFC North match written all over it, old-fashioned Ravens and Steelers. Speaking of the Steelers, man, Big Ben, good grief. Did he really lose weight or did he just shave his beard? Because he doesn't look very uh, mobile at all or very healthy. Looking pretty bad. Uh, anyways, back to the fantasy. So, going for the break in there, we got one 3 and 0 team and a lot of 2 and 1s, a lot of 1 and 2s, and one 0 and 3. At this point, it's anybody's season except for mine, probably, because as I've shown year after year, I don't really know what I'm doing. I've only made one move. And I don't really care to make any more because I like my shitty team the way it is. Uh, but that's fantasy. Let's look ahead to uh, week four. Got some really good matchups this week. Teddy's football team, flush and respond. Who would have guessed that I was playing Kevin the week I finally get to meet him in person? As you may have seen in the group chat, there was a dance uh, contest initiated by one of us. Will it happen? I don't know. Probably depends on how drunk we get. Will I win? Probably not. But you know what? It's going to happen anyways. Uh, the early favorite the early favorite is Kevin, 119 to 114, but a lot of the Vegas money's coming in on Teddy's football team, so I'm feeling pretty good about that. We'll see what happens. Next up, we've got, oh, Justin versus Joey. Dare lick my balls versus Waddlebotter. Boy, that's going to be a good one. 114 to 118, Joey's projected for the win there. Probably the home team advantage since he is on the right side of the screen. Vegas is giving him a few points there. I'm going to say Fortune favors the groom, and uh, Justin's going to take this one. Although I think Joey lost to Paul on his wedding weekend, so maybe it's not such a good luck thing. Uh, we got C Cup Tits Parentheses dot Y dot Parentheses taking on Bison B Moving. And three point favorite to the away team, C Cup Tits, uh, 122 to 119. But Tommy is primed to get some mojo back in the season after 1 and 2. Um, and I. Uh, I'm picking the upset. Tommy's going to over, uh, overcome Brian's undefeated season and get him his first loss. Next, abolish the waiver wire, taking on Bourbon Meyer. Now, abolish the waiver wire, a heavy eight-point favorite in this one. Not sure what's going on here. Maybe Bourbon Meyer hasn't changed his lineup yet. But regardless, I don't see how this 0-3 team, well, I guess Adam's 1-2 and in ninth place. So it's a pretty big uh, battle in the basement there. Who will win? I really don't care. Next, Lastly, Chubba Hubbard Wamba. I can't even say that name. It's taking on the Stefan Dingers. Is this a rivalry week? I'm not sure what's going on, but Monroe always looking to take down Sam whenever he gets a chance after the insults Sam's slinging his way in the group chat. Monroe's favored by six points, 120 to 114. I'm going to go with the favorite here. Never want to take a, never want to take a road dog, so Monroe's going to get this one. And that's your fantasy week four look. But more importantly, there's some other news going on during this week that we need to discuss. First off, there's Hurricane Sam that I've seen many weather reports from Sean for. I don't know anything about this hurricane. Ever since I lived, I moved away from Pensacola, I stopped paying attention to hurricanes. I've never been through one, but apparently you have to evacuate and just all this crazy stuff. You leave your stuff behind. Anything you want with you, you take in your car, you lose power or electricity, like everything for a week and... 
too. I don't know if LTE works. I'm sure Wi-Fi is down. It didn't sound very fun. Some people I knew that were stuck in it for a week, so I'm glad enough to go through with it. Uh, if it's anything like Sam and Fantasy, it's going to be a pretty uh, pretty feisty hurricane. Who knows? Maybe it's panned out by now. I kind of stopped looking. Uh, but Sam, meanwhile, has been a little more disturbed, not with the uh, moisture in the air and thunderstorm activity, but with the stuffing of Oreos. And after doing a little bit of research, it sounds like he's not the only one who's been rubbed the wrong way with this. So as it turns out, uh, some guy at some high school did a study of this class, a very unofficial amateur study, but still data, data nonetheless. And apparently, double stuffs are more like 1.86 stuffed Oreos. Now, that might not sound like such a sexy title to you, so I'm sure the scientists over at Nabisco thought, we can just round up and no one will ever notice. Well, au contraire, because not only did this high school teacher in his class notice, Sam's been noticing and making quite a fuss about it on the chat. At first, I was like, hmm, I don't know. I don't really care. After seeing that picture he posted on uh, this evening, I am all in on this conspiracy theory. It is, it is reprehensible for them to call that double stuffed when in the picture on the bag of Oreos, it's clearly, again, clearly matches the thickness of the cookie. Uh, so I don't know what's going on in the lab, but apparently somebody's skimping on the stuffing. It reminds me of back in the old days, 2008, we'll say, 2007, when Chipotle first came out, I feel like they'd really glob on the chicken or steak, whatever you requested, with a nice heaping spoonful. And then somewhere around, somewhere around 2012, 2013 maybe, they started doing this spoon shake thing where they started having the meat come off and totally giving you about half of the original serving. I don't know, I'm sure it's a cost-cutting thing, but I'm also sure it's unacceptable. And then it started using tricks like asking for half chicken, half steak, which would give you a fair amount of each, but then that started getting skipping down. They caught on to us. And now it's something where you basically tell them you want a single serving, but then change it to double. I've even gotten triple chicken rolls before. Let me say, they're pretty good. But regardless, I will say when I was in San Diego two weeks ago, or about a month ago, I got a triple steak bowl. And for $10, it was the saddest triple steak serving I've ever seen in my life. It's It's not okay for these companies to be doing this. And I hope they listen to this podcast and realize that they're pissing off a very niche group of fantasy football players in the greater California and Mississippi area, and that if they lose us, they have no chance for survival. Moving on to the next, well, this is a good segue into a lot of questions people ask me about the meat diet. What is it about eating steak all day that is supposedly more healthy? Well, if you really must know, it has to do with plants and the phytotoxins, and basically, long story short, Plants couldn't defend themselves from, uh, from, car- from the uh, predators out there, so instead they'd release chemicals as toxins uh, to protect themselves. Hence why when you eat all these plants, you get very gassy and sometimes it can bloat you. Whereas meat, no gas, clean movements, and uh, none of that crash afterwards. And don't get me wrong, plants aren't the end of the world. You can still have them. They're still a good source of carbs, much better than, say, sugar, which has no redeeming value. But hey, all I can say is since I've been doing the meat thing, I felt great, enjoy eating a nice fatty steak for breakfast, 
And uh, I can't wait to raise some kids one day when they eat only meat and they're banned from even seeing any candy at their friend's house. They're going to love it, and I'm going to be the dad of the year. Uh, if you have more questions, you can DM me or you can find me this weekend at one of the many events, and I will gladly talk to you over a beer, which I also implore to tell you that beer, uh, hard liquor, margaritas, wine, absolutely part of the meat diet. Anybody who tells you that beer isn't derived from steak doesn't know what they're talking about and probably doesn't have any muscular uh, mass whatsoever. So make sure you load up. In fact, that can be your carb source. Beer and meat is all you really need these days to survive. No point. Oh, and C4 pre-workout and C4 energy drinks in the morning. Those are also a critical, very natural substance for your body. Uh, what else was uh, one of the complaints this week? Oh, the waiver wire shenanigans. So I've heard the podcast. I've heard Sean's complaints. There is a uh, very confusing algorithm behind the waiver wire that many... Uh, Many Harvard grads have worked on to make it a fair system. Uh, luckily, if you're like me, you don't pick anybody up ever, and it doesn't affect you. That's the solution. Now, granted, you're probably never going to win, but the amount of time I spend stressing over the waiver wire order and how it's derived, none. I get to spend that time instead admiring the team I have, getting to know them, bonding with them, learning the players, uh, and, well... Funnily enough, that's a segue to my next topic, full of them. But anyways, point being, I don't understand the waiver wire either, Sean. Um, I like it more than the bidding system. Um, I think it used to be if you lost or had the lowest score that week, you became first for the next week. I honestly don't know. And it's not going to make a difference because it doesn't matter. I'd probably pick up somebody on their Buccaneers anyways. Besides, I picked up Madison. That's who I could have played. Damn it. That was it. If I would have played Madison, the guy I picked up who got 21 points, I would have beaten Joey, and his own recommended pickup would have been his downfall. It would have been such poetic justice. Instead, I didn't even touch my team. I barely even got Antonio Brown, the poor guy who has COVID, out of my lineup before kickoff. So clearly, I don't know what I'm doing. I have more important things to be doing right now like not working at all, sitting in my house all day, waiting to move to Virginia in about a month. Which is going to help our viewers or listeners because it'll be another state that erroneously gets listeners uh, in addition to Louisiana, which my phone thinks I'm still in, maybe Mississippi, and now I'll start covering the east moving up north. Um, What was that segue I was talking about? Mm. Oh boy, lost my train of thought here. Well, we can talk about the NFL games of the week. Now, there's no confusion. The best game of the week is going to be Sunday night. Brady making his return to New England. You know, it's funny they ask Belichick, what does he think about Brady's return? As if he's ever going to answer one of these damn questions. He gives the same grunty thing every single time. Why did these reporters do this? Did they do it? Is it a joke amongst his reporters? Who can get the longest answer from him? Is it who can get the most passive-aggressive answer from him, because that's all he seems to do. The one about Mac Jones the other day was just ridiculous. He doesn't say anything. And furthermore, is he allowed to just say nothing? Like, why don't all coaches do this? And I don't know how he possibly... After seeing the way Brady acts in, in Tampa Bay, the more fun Brady, the more funny, making jokes, having fun, talking, being open, 
Obviously, Belichick withheld that when he was there at the New England Patriots. But one of the most impressive things ever might be that Belichick somehow got Gronk to not do all the uh, crazy stuff he's doing now. Well, aside from some of these stuff he did. Um, but I think that uh, after seeing what I've seen there, you hear about these players that go to the Patriots and then complain about not having fun there. Reggie Wayne infamously retired because he said he's not having fun on the Patriots. And I always kind of believed, well, yeah, it's not about fun, it's about winning. But Tampa Bay has kind of proven that you can both win and have fun. Um, and on my fantasy team, I do neither of those. So it's kind of a nice little juxtaposition all around. Uh, so we've got... Oh, did I use that word right? Word? Just juxtaposition. I don't think I used it correctly. Well, Joey was going to have to edit that out before he airs this. Poor sap. Uh, let's see. Week four. Week four. Usually a good host would have these ready already, but instead... I'm loading them up real time on my very fast internet. Jaguars and Bengals. The Jags plus... Uh-oh. Sorry about that. Jags plus 7.5. Uh, I got money on the Jags with the uh, old, old T-bone. In fact, $2 of it. Um, that being said, I don't think they're going to cover that. I, I think the Bengals are going to cover, I should say, because the Jaguars look awful. Now, if you're Urban Meyer... You hear all these rumors every single week about going to college. You just got to be tired of this shit, man. Uh, do you think he's going to stay in the NFL? Go ahead and text text me your answer when you're listening to this or mention it in the group and we'll know you listened. If you're still listening right now, then God bless you, man, because this probably sucks. Uh, I think I think Urban Meyer is going to leave. I think he's not used to losing. I mean, Trevor Lawrence infamously lost three games in all of high school and college. And he's already matched that three weeks to the NFL. It sucks. Sucks being good and going to a shitty team. Um, I mean, imagine if, you know, imagine if you were the best business guy in the world and you got drafted by something like Spirit Airlines or I would say McDonald's, but that actually probably be a really good job. So, you know what? That's a really bad analogy. Joey's going to have to edit that one out too. Let's move on to the next matchup. Titans versus Jets. I'm going to go ahead and pick the Titans on that one just because I'm not an idiot. Uh, Chiefs versus the Eagles. Eagles have looked very crappy. Um, Jalen Hurts is just yet another quarterback who is going to flame out of the league. Uh, the Chiefs will probably win even though they look a little vulnerable. But really, they just lost a couple of close games. We've got the Panthers and the Cowboys. Ooh, Panthers are 3-0. Cowboys are 2-1. But the Panthers, are they a real 3-0? No, they're the fake three. It's kind of like when you get a 4.0 GPA your freshman year when you're taking like freshman seminar and, uh, well, in my case, uh, advanced uh, AP calculus freshman year. Uh, just kidding. I took that sophomore year. Um, and it's just all these bullshit PE classes. Like it doesn't mean anything. Until they get to the sophomore year and start doing some damage in the second quarter of the season, hmm, I guess it's not quarters anymore since we're 17 games. It makes it a little difficult. You know what I'm saying. Panthers, they're 3-0, but it doesn't mean nothing. I think the Cowboys are going to crush them and prove themselves to be an NFC contender. Next up, we got the Giants and the Saints. So let's see here. Giants are 0-3. The Saints are 2-1. You know, some people are talking about the Saints being an NFC potential upset contender, but I just don't see it. Uh, congratulations. You beat Mac Jones and who did they beat week one? That was super surprising. Oh, well, they beat the Packers. Oh, yeah, another argument of mine falls upon itself as I'm speaking. 
But still, I'm not believing it. Jameis Winston, he can't play well consecutively. He will have flashes of brilliance followed by flashes of monstrosities. And he is going to inevitably lose a playoff game. There's no way this team's win the Super Bowl. So that being said, I'm still going to take them to beat the Giants. Browns versus the Vikings. So apparently the Vikings won without me noticing over the Seahawks, I want to say, last week. I don't know how that. The Vikings might be the most boring team. They're boring-ass colors. I hate purple. I hate the Ravens, too. Uh, but they're slightly more exciting than the Vikings. The Vikings are the worst. They're from Minnesota. Nobody, Nobody's from Minnesota. The Browns, once a boring team, now very exciting. Um, Baker Mayfield is making some noise. It's a, it's a fiery team. I'm going to take the Browns to win that one, obviously, even though they're on the road. Guaranteed. Uh, Lions and Bears, I'm not even going to make a pick for that one because who cares on that one, really? Stupid NFC North. Texans at Bills, speaking of yawns, yeah, I guess the Bills are good and recovered from that first week loss against the Steelers. Whatever, they'll probably win. Texans are tanking, who cares? Colts at Dolphins. You know, I really don't care about any of these games, I realize. I'm just waiting for that Sunday night one. Um, I guess the Dolphins, but the Colts are 0-3, but we're supposed to be good. and I don't know. Uh, Dolphins, home team. The football team versus the Falcons. Uh, you know what? The, um, I'm going to take the football team. Taylor Heineke. Not bad. Tyler Heineke. I don't even know what his name is, but I, uh, I'm i not hating the football team. Definitely not hating their name. Helped me with a little bit of rebranding there. Uh, and the Falcons are still hungover from that 20-3 loss. Brady loves to remind people about, and so do I. Seahawks, 49ers. Um, 49ers aren't as good as people think. Just because they almost beat the Packers doesn't matter. I'm taking the Seahawks when it's one on the road. Cardinals, Rams. Now, the Rams, I'm not just recency biasing saying this. They are looking pretty good, especially with Stafford's first year being there. They are an official Fox-dropping Super Bowl contender. Uh, We'll call them number two contender behind the Buccaneers, uh, because obviously. Uh, Cardinals, also pretty dangerous. You know what? This actually is a great game, Cardinals and Rams. Uh, I'll maybe be watching that one if I'm not napping after brunch that day. Steelers, uh, Packers. Oh, my God. Packers. Duh. Um, apparently, Aaron Rodgers is growing his hair out for a costume. Somebody suggested it was Slippery Pete from Seinfeld. Um, I don't know. Maybe he's the Ripper from Last Action Hero. If you've ever seen that movie, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Ravens at Broncos. Another 3-0 and fake team. Uh, the Broncos get unveiled as being uh, not good and the Ravens take this one even though I hate them uh, then we got the Buccaneers and the Patriots you already know who I'm picking on this one Buccaneers by 28 points running at the score and Belichick's going to have a great uh, grunt of a lifetime after that game in the press conference and lastly at Razor Chargers Monday Night Football surprisingly very good Monday Night game oh man that's actually a phenomenal game. Um, Raiders are undefeated, but I'm taking the Chargers. I am not a believer in Derek Carr. I don't think he's capable of winning more than one playoff game in a season. Uh, although he does have some very impressive stats that basically put him behind Aaron Rodgers in terms of like touchdowns to interception ratios. I don't know. I just can't get past the eyeliner thing. So I'm sorry. I do like Herbert a lot more than Carr. Herbert seems like the real deal. 
Um, Mahomes said, I'll, you know, I'll see it when I believe it. And it turns out he's seeing it because I'm believing it. Chargers take that one at home. That is the weekly matchup. Um, going So the bigger matchup this week, though, we got, let's see, this weekend we have uh, the wedding. That's pretty cool. Uh, oh, here's some gossip. So apparently Kyrie Irving for the Nets, not vaccinated, which is fine, personal decision, uh, except for he's now looking at not being able to play in all of his Brooklyn Nets home games if he doesn't get vaccinated. At what point do the Nets say, we're done? We are done with you. They have Harden, Kyrie, and Durant. Apparently, they try to trade Durant, or they try to trade Kyrie Irving for Ben Simmons. Uh, Durant said, no, you will not, so they didn't do it. But, dude, Kyrie Irving, this flat earther, I get he's very, you know, controversial in a lot of ways, says some smart things sometimes, but just says a lot of crazy things, too, and just... If you can't have the guy for half your games, and presumably in the playoffs, every single home game, then what's the point of having this guy on there? Don't forget, this is a guy who left playing with LeBron after winning a championship because apparently he wanted to do something elsewhere, told the Celtics he'd love to be back if they'd have him back, and then left after that season. Granted, sorry, water break. Granted, I get it. We're all capable of changing our mind, but Kyrie just, is this guy worth a headache? He is very talented one-on-one. You know who would be a good person to ask uh, about this would be Joey. Joey is a big Kyrie Irving uh, fan, loves him uh, more than he does, almost more than the sport of basketball itself. He has a lot of hot takes that I think he'd be very happy to uh, share. Uh, And uh, Joey, actually, I was talking to earlier this week, wanted to address something I did about the playoffs here. Uh, if anybody else was confused on what it's going to be looking like, there is good news. The playoffs are going to be week 15, 16, and 17, uh, not week 18. So which means the championship will still be the second to last game of the week because I have a feeling that that last game is going to be a lot of people sitting down with a lot of clinched divisions. So we'll play 14 regular season games and then have those uh, next three weeks because everyone will have a bye by then. Yep, make sure it's math correctly. Those next three weeks will be a 16 playoff, and then we'll all be able to sit together and enjoy week 18, where half the starters probably aren't even playing, celebrating the championship of, um, I think, of, uh, of Bison be moving. I'd like Tommy to bring it back home this year. Um, so that was... Uh, very calm. That was good to know because I was a little bit worried we are going to have everyone playing uh, the championship on week 18, which would have been a complete and utter disaster, if you ask me. So uh, in the past few days, I found myself watching a show that's been discussed in this group chat, um, I'd say probably over a year ago. I think it was Sam, Drive to Survive, the Formula One show on Netflix. Highly recommended, as you all did to me that long ago and I'm finally on board um, and you know what I got thinking man I love seeing these you know meeting these racers learning about them learning about the teams learning about the drama behind the field how cool would a drive to survive be on our fantasy league I have drafted up a letter to Netflix asking them uh, pitching the idea to them they'd simply just have cameras follow us where we all live uh, we talk about basically our weekly, you know, thoughts. They, you know, have great clips of 
Sean looking at the waiver wire, trying to figure it out. Uh, they have me looking at different Buccaneers players that are available to pick up and the potential of them playing. Uh, we could see Joey at work or playing Call of Duty all night, talking about how he just, you know, gets away from the rears of the game, takes his mind off it before getting back in the action on Thursday night. Uh, Tommy, you know, we'd be able to admire his trophy case from the championship season one. Has Tommy won more than one? Or is it just his only one? Uh, maybe I'm so uh, high on that one because of that Pokemon story. I remember writing about that a lot. Um, but regardless, we could see baby Henry. We could see the three kids of uh, Joey, Sam's kids, everyone's kids. Uh, and, of course, we get a nice little profile on Kevin, who is the biggest mystery man in the league. He'd kind of be like Lewis Hamilton in the first season, where you don't really see anything about him, but you know he's good, you know he's a big player, and they always allude to him. And then once season two starts, we start to understand the mind behind the mad dog. I think it'd be a great way to also get not only our fan base up, but to learn about each other, to see the inner workings, um, I wonder who would be the Riccardi kind of guy, the cocky, um, successful guy. If it, was, if it wasn't for the successful part, I might try to take the role. Uh, but it, I just, it'd be interesting to see the color of the league start to really burst out there from an otherwise black and white drab statue. I mean, I'm sure you know the thousands of listeners are probably thinking, like, man, we know these guys, we know their histories, we know their players, but I wish we knew them. And this would be a perfect way to do it. Um, it's pretty much – the deal's pretty close to being done. All I need Netflix to do is to open my message, read it, and agree to it. Um, speaking of that, which speaking of, I've probably used that transition about 20 times already. I should come up with some new ones. Um, Antonio Brown has still not read my message. I'm pulling up um, Instagram right now and seeing what the status is on that dm i sent him um let's see here oh we have a new message and it's not from him damn it uh let's see what antonio said i said a b what are the chances you would play a game of pickup football with my friends and i in sacramento california in october free invite to a wedding too Hasn't read it since September 21st, 10.39 a.m. Man, he is really missing out. He would have a ball with us. And, you know, he'd probably think we're all so funny. Maybe he'd become a listener. Maybe he recommends a podcast to Gronk or Brady and they start listening. Brady tweets about us. Hey, you guys got to listen to the show, Fantasy Football Time. It is the greatest. Uh, And then we blow up. Our lives change forever. I, I quit military. It's pretty easy. You just walk in the boss's office and say, hey, I think I'm putting my two weeks. They say, no prob, dude. See you later. Uh, Joey could quit his job and have more time at home just recording. All you guys could quit your jobs. It'd be great. We could all live together, maybe in Virginia. Uh, although, if I guess if I quit my job, I could live wherever I wanted to. Okay. We'll go back to Castro Valley. I'm in if you guys are. Anyways, I just if AB could just read that message, I, not even if Brady, I'd be happy with Scotty Miller joining us and hanging out with us. Gronk, of course. Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette would love us. He would think we are hilarious. I mean, most of the jokes I write, I write with Leonard Fournette in mind. And he, I mean, he might not like that take Joey had on him a long time ago. 
but he won't listen that far back. Oh, I had to mention, uh, Joey thinks that Mike Gusecki is a good pickup. Um, that is your, that's your hot, uh, waiver wire pickup of the week. Um, and also I uh, would be bemoan not to announce that, uh, there is a deal for Matt Stafford in place. Uh, it's going to go official in a couple days. Um, so I'm sorry if you wanted him, but he's no longer available. However, if you had a really good deal that you thought might change my mind, I might be able to work some things with the league commissioner get my original deal canceled and send them your way but it's got to be good and it's got to be quick and preferably i need better players than the ones you're getting in return if you can meet the stipulations i might be able to cancel that deal and get matt stafford your way you can dm me or you can find me in person again somewhere at the week's events i'm not opposed to doing a trade live on the dance floor kevin i know you've been looking at stafford and I'm sure you have some players that I'd like based off your team record. So just think about it as if Kevin's even listening to this podcast. What do you guys think? Yes, Kevin, if you're listening to this podcast, I want you to walk up to me at the wedding and tell me, hey, you're not such a bad dude. I'll wink at you and I'll say, hey, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Listen, he's not going to do it. Maybe Joey will do it. If Joey says it, I'll just turn around, maybe spit in his face. Call back to Adam Monero 10 years ago. Boy, those were the days. Um, Is there going to be a liquor bowl game this weekend? A lot of people have been talking about that. A lot of buzz. Uh, Personally, I don't know if it's really appropriate. It's Justin's weekend. Uh, But if somebody at the wedding were to recognize me as being one of the Hall of Famers and ask me to throw a pass, I'm not going to say no. Uh, You know, if... That does happen. Monero sees the ball in my hands. He's instinctively just going to start bursting down the field. I'm going to throw it to him. Joey's going to run, probably trip and hit his head. It's going to, it just happens. So, will there be a game? Not scheduled, but I'm just saying if somebody has a football at the wedding and they call, I mean, it's, I, it's not exactly easy for, easy for me to go low profile around events like this. Uh, I've thrown a lot of touchdowns in my day. A lot of wins under the belt, and uh, I'm not going to turn down a chance to throw the old pigskin around. But nothing planned. Um, we, uh, I think the the bachelor party. It's a bachelor party, but at Justin's parents' house. Are there going to be strippers? <sighs> Again, somebody recognized me, and they asked. I'm not going to say no. Uh, that being said, I think it's be very tame, very fun weekend. Happy for Justin, happy for Bryn, um, and I am looking forward to making that best man speech. It's probably going to be just a recording of this podcast played over a microphone, um, which I think would be I think it would go over really well. Um, you know, I might need to add some words to the end if it's not long enough, but I think that'd be I think the crowd would really like that. Uh, music, music at the wedding. There's so the requests that I've been filtering through. I'm Justin hired me as the um, playlist maker, uh, so people have been sending me a lot. Um, basically, yes, there's going to be a lot of EDM. Um, I would definitely recommend you take XC before the wedding. You're going to want that at the very least. Get a good buzz. Um, uh, yeah, levels by Beachy will be played a few times. Um, we're going to have some, some Martin Garrix will be there, uh, Alan Walker, Kygo. I mean, I, there's rumors that Kygo might even be there live. 
Um, so there, there'll be a lot of EDM. There's going to be no, none of the celebrate good times or we are family or like any of those, uh, classic wedding songs. No, I took them all off the playlist. Very niche playlist. Nothing you'd expect. Um, no crowd pleasers, you know, we're, we're kind of looking for, uh, my chemical romance. There'll be some emo, some uh, high school throwbacks, uh, taking back Sunday, Hawthorne Heights. It's going to be it's going to be a different kind of wedding, but I think the crowd's going to like that about as much as they like my best man speech. And the roast, the roast is happening. Can confirm, the roast is going to kick off uh, probably toward the end of the reception. Um, basically, the ground rules: everybody's going to be allowed two jokes. Uh, nothing is too offensive or off limits. I've been told. Um, well, okay. Sorry, they're ACL tear jokes. Sorry, that was the one uh, reservation Justin had, so we're going to leave those off for now. Um, but yeah, everyone's going to go up there. You give two jokes. Um, if you make uh, bride or groom cry, then you are entitled to a third joke, kind of like the timeout rule. Um, the two or first two land, then yeah, go a third one. Um, and we're going to do that, maybe a couple rounds of that. Um, that'll wrap up the night. Uh and yeah, I, I'm really, really excited for this roast. I think there's going to be some really good content there. Um, I'm hoping, hoping to really embarrass a lot of a lot of people out there, uh, maybe even myself. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes, guys. But I am excited for that. Uh, Sunday night, if you're still in town, I I know I will be at the famous Revolution Wine Bar that my sister is obsessed with. Um, great news about that. I told her specifically the only thing I care about. Sunday night is the Patriots and Buccaneers game. And she informed me that there are no TVs in this bar, which is awesome. So I'll be bringing my phone, maybe an iPad or a laptop if I can get a hotspot, or maybe even the bar Wi-Fi password. And uh, we'll be live streaming that bitch on Hulu Live. Um, I think we get a pretty decent crowd watching the game while they drink wine. Um, If any of you guys are going to be in town Sunday night, please join me. Um... And hopefully, again, watch that Buccaneers get that 28-point win. Uh, if you were not going to be in town, I understand the Kraken are playing in Spokane. I would be so – and I have been a huge Kraken fan for over a decade now. Uh, they've – I mean, I remember watching the Kraken probably to first grade watching them play, and it was some of my greatest memories. Um, so, yeah, I will make it a point to be at Spokane at some point during the weekend. I will fly there for the Kraken game and then fly back to SAC. Um, cause yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be, uh, as the kids say lit, um, and other things going on, um, not much after that. I mean, this is, I guess it's my podcast this week. So what am I doing? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. I'll be flying back to Virginia or correction, uh, sorry, Mississippi on Monday and I'll be hanging out here for about three weeks doing absolutely nothing but studying, watching drive to survive and, uh, maybe, Maybe uh, throwing the old pigskin around. Um, so if you want to come visit me, you are more than welcome to come Meridian. I won't have to work. You can come hang out. We can. This goes. This offer is not up just for the fancy football group. This is up for anybody. Any listeners, you drive to Mississippi Meridian, and I will have a very nice guest couch for you to sleep on. Um, we can wake up at 6 a.m. I got a treadmill on here. We, you know, it's great. It goes up to 3.9 for the noise of neighbors. You can go, you get a nice little walk-in, go to the park. I got some resistance bands for the TB12 method workouts. It, it's, again, open invitation. 
I'm not saying it would be the best trip you've ever been on, but it would be pretty damn close. As a side note, if Joey comes and he brings his PS2, I can conveniently hide in my closet so if we're to take it home, and then he'll have access to Hot Shots Golf 4 for the rest of the time here as well. And that would also be pretty lit. Okay, I'm trying to use that word a little more. You'll hear it a few times this weekend. Um, folks, it's been 40 minutes of me talking straight. I don't know how I handled it, so I'm sure as hell don't know how you guys handled it. If you are still listening now, I am going to give you the uh, Thirsty Thursday pick. He's taken the Bengals, minus 7.5. Tommy is 2-0 this year on gambling. I don't see it ending anytime soon. So Thirsty Thursday. Again, sorry Tom can't be here himself to give the pick, but the pick is... Bengals minus 7.5, the home favorite, take them over the awful Jacksonville Jaguars. Folks, it's been a great, great podcast. Uh, well, I actually, it's probably been one of the worst ones ever. But thanks for listening. And hopefully, I haven't completely been exiled from fantasy football time. Have a great night.